0: Lord, we do indeed celebrate this magnificent time, this wonderful time of anticipation. And as we come now to the hearing of your word, may, you, may your spirit flow freely. May we hear what you have to say. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Well, Christmas is my absolute favorite time of year. And it's my favorite Because nothing ever goes right. (laughs) The year is 1991. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are a big thing. My brother is five years old, and he has begged for one thing this Christmas. A Michelangelo Ninja Turtle watch. One that the little Ninja Turtle flips up, can tell time. Coolest thing ever. My parents scoured Wally World, that's Walmart, uh, Target, Target um, Toys R Us. Uh, look, KB Toys, service merchandise, Sears, everywhere. Back when department stores were department stores and the mall flourished and all that stuff. It was the 90s, thing. life was good. Um, so they found it. And Christmas came, my brother opened this gift elated with joy, so excited. Well, we went through the rest of the presents. Christmas came and gone, and we began to collect the trash. Yeah, you know where this is going. So we throw away the trash, all the wrapping, and a few minutes later, my brother begins to search for this watch. And he cannot find it. He looks, and he looks, and he looks, and he looks, and he cannot find the watch. We, we tear apart the rental house, which my brother and I had already turn, torn apart with a baseball bat with the, a mistake of me locking him out of my room and weird things. So we tear apart the house looking for it, and we cannot find this watch. My theory is that Michelangelo got called away and had to go stop, stop Shredder, I, but the watch has disappeared. We can never find it. They spend all that time searching and searching and they find it and they give it as a gift and it gets thrown out in the trash, which we learned our lesson that year that we put all the wrapping in one space or we immediately throw the wrapping away so that nothing gets thrown away, but just this imperfectness that takes place after all that time and energy to find that right gift. One year, a couple of years ago, uh, we were doing a hanging of the green service. Now, we had planned this hanging of the green service. That's when you come in, you decorate the church on a Sunday evening, and it's this beautiful service. You've got a Christmas tree, and you hang up all these decorations. And, and we had it planned out to the T. And then it all went... Cockeyed. It started with one person getting up and reading the completely wrong reading. She read somebody else's reading. So we heard the same reading twice, which was good because nobody was listening the first time. <laughs> then somebody else gets up and lights the wrong candle. They've lit the pink candle. You never light the pink candle on the first Sunday. Then they tried to light the Christ candle, and oh my gosh, all the purists in the church just went about crazy. But then, then kids started running up and down the aisles, and just it was just like, just like... Like, forget it. You've planned all that time. But the beautiful thing about it was it was the most fun people had in a worship service in preparation of this Christ child. The thing about Christmas is is I, I think we, well, we call them the holy family. And we, and we put Mary up on this pedestal that we're, we can't touch her. And in some of our houses, that's true. We keep the nativity scene away from the kids or away from the people who are most clumsy. But we, we look at them as if they're not relatable. I mean, take, take a moment and look, look at this beautiful nativity scene. You have Mary who looks very well dressed after giving birth. Ladies, I don't know about you, but, but after the, first born, the birth of our firstborn, people were not allowed in the room right away. But she looks very well put together. Blue, pink. She's always in blue and pink. And then Joseph somewhere, I think this is Joseph off on the side, kind of a way... Not really involved. He's just kind of there. And then you have the, the shepherd and then the wise men who come later. And then you have the, the donkeys and the, and, the, and the cow. And then you have baby Jesus. Who in this one, he kind of looks like, ta-da, I'm here. Um, Mary, Joseph, you have one job to do. Make sure I make it to adulthood. That's all you got to do. I'm going to get lost at one point, but don't get mad because you should have known where I was. That's a Bible joke right there. (laughs) But for a moment, as we prepare to come to this table, can we maybe, maybe, can I challenge your imagination? And maybe we can allow the reality of Christmas to settle in. Take a look at at Mary and, and really look at her. This young woman. She's not Her pink and blue is not finely pressed. It's covered in dirt from riding a donkey several miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It's covered with bloodstains from childbirth. Giving birth to a child in a place that is not ideal. And she's alone. Yeah, she has Joseph, but if Joseph's like any new dad, he's freaking out. But, and we all know when we have that first child, second, third child, yeah, it's kind of like, we've been here, done that. You know, no offense to to the younger children, but as an oldest, I know I'm more special. But, so, (laughs) Emerson, you're special too. Um, (laughs) But you know that after that first child, you need somebody, you want your mom or, or some family close by, and yet it's just the two of them. And she's given birth in a place that is covered, the floor is covered with, how do we put this politely, animal feces. And then there's Joseph. We don't know much about Joseph except that he's a righteous man. He's mentioned once in Matthew and then he just disappears. And in every nativity, he's kind of off to the side. He looks distant. He's like, he's just, he's there because I guess they needed a man there. I don't, I don't know. He needed, he's just there. But if you look at him, and you really look at him, his eyes aren't empty. He's not distant. In fact, just a few minutes before, he had gra- grabbed an innkeeper by the cloak and said, what do you mean there are no rooms? You have to have room somewhere. Now, I'm using my biblical imagination, which means it's not there in your Bible, but I imagine if Joseph has the temperament as I do, he was going to do anything in his power to make sure Mary had a place to stay. And and I imagine he's, he's looking out, keeping a watchful eye, because this is the Christ child. There are people who are out there who might want to harm this child? There's a king who will come looking for them. So his eyes are full of fire, they're watchful, they're protective. This may not be his child, but he will raise this child as his own. And then you have Jesus. And the thing about Jesus is he's not distant. He sits there in a hay-covered manger, a feeding trough. I don't think it's comfortable. He's itching. He perhaps just soiled himself. He's hungry. Maybe he's having a hard time latching on. Maybe he's having gas problems. Maybe he's uncomfortable, and he starts to give that look. And parents, you know that look that look that that scream's gonna come. And then that scream comes. And it's like he has just an endless amount of wind in his lungs and he screams and he screams and he screams and he screams so loud that that you think the neighbors are going to call the Bethlehem police to come and tell that baby to be quiet. And the beautiful thing about that reality is is this invasion, as I call it, This incarnation comes not to Herod's palace, but in the reality of where we all live. The reality of our pain, of our suffering, of our struggle. That Christ came in the midst of that. And that's just awesome. To think of how this all could have played out. How this could have been a princess in a throne room. Surrounded by the best midwives possible. A prince born to a king. But the prince of peace. The king of kings. The lord of lords. Comes. To the dung-filled space of a manger. Which means Christ is not distant. And that is the reality of Christmas. That God entered into our world. Not into the good parts. But into the everyday life. The good days and the bad days.